1: The Beckler and Shauna Podcast, your daily download of X92 Nights X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna,
0: Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast and Pisscast. welcome back to you, Shauna.
1: Thank you. Ten days off in a row. Yeah, I, I was like, I think that's the longest I've ever taken off ever in radio in the however many years we've done this.
0: Uh, it would be for me too. I think I've had nine in a row. Yeah. Like if you count weekends, but
1: yeah, and it was just because the like long weekend tacked on. I was like yeah, uh, ten days. That's a lot.
0: Long yeah. time. Is it ever? It Wait, was. Wouldn't it be? It'd be eleven. Because you were gone on the Friday. Right. Eleven days off in Holy a row. Holy hell. That's a run.
1: That is a run. That's Good for crazy.
0: You. How are you feeling? Relaxed, refreshed?
1: Feeling great, yeah. And it was actually really nice to come back to work. It's always nice when like like I had a, an absolute blast my whole trip from from front to back, and I did all kinds of stuff, and it was all awesome. Uh, but yeah, I was like yesterday, I was like, I'm ready to come back for, for work now. It's time. Yeah, not,
0: I was no. looking forward to today's show as well too, because because the show hasn't been together for so long, so I know. it felt normal again.
1: Yeah, it felt like
0: we're back in the swing of things. Back together again. Uh, we had a. We had a pretty good show as well. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure. I was at a bachelor party this week at a joint bachelor party. Yeah. Two of my good buddies are getting married and they decided to combine their bachelor party and it was a, a big affair. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe moving a little slowly because of that, but yes. it was a fun show.
1: And I was in a bachelorette party as well. So the worried? two of us, were bachelor bacheloretting <laughs> it. Yep. Uh, on today's
0: show, you're going to hear one of the softest Vancouver things we've heard in a while. Oh God, yeah. An ingenious solution to divorce submitted by a friend of the show. And Shauna tells us a bit about the big boat excursion that she went on on her time off. Yeah. 1st your out of context clip of the show. We purposely fill our space with vibes of love and intention.
1: The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A friend was describing where she lives and she said, yeah, my parents' farm is about 20 minutes north of that big oil spill. And I immediately <laughs> was just like, this is the most Alberta conversation I've ever heard in my life. Like...
0: And is that like a permanent marker or did they not clean it up? It's still there?
1: I think it's cleaned up now, but everybody, I guess, is supposed to. That's where the oil spill did happen. Everybody knows the town for that. I don't even remember where it was. I immediately just stopped listening and was like. D- did you just say, yeah, near the oil spill? That's how you describe where your parents are?
0: If you see a bunch of sick ducks, you're getting close.
1: It's like where the Dawn commercial is filming. That's where, yeah, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just right by the oil, big old oil slick there.
0: Take now- it right at that oil spill, and then it's uh, two pump jacks after that, and then you'll make a left at the hay bales with the F Trudeau sign on them. Yeah. <laughs> You know where that is, right? Oh, of course. Everybody knows.
1: <laughs> Podcast. Yeah.
0: I was chatting with uh, one of my wife, McKenna's friends, Nicole, who's also a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, and she told me she'd gone to see Oppenheimer on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, how did you like it? And she said, it was good. Except the guy beside her, as soon as they sat down, butterflied his legs. Like like,
1: uh, like spread eagle? We well, talking? I wasn't entirely sure if
0: he was sitting like like what they call man spreading. Yeah. Or if he was sitting crisscross applesauce
1: like, like in his full out crossed legs in like the chair, like he was doing yoga in his,
0: in his seat. Okay. And then she said he coughed for the entire movie. Oh my god. He just coughed the whole time. Nope. Come on, man. Like both of these things are. Are no goes in a you movie theater. You never think
1: about that, but like you can't cough throughout a whole. M- if no. you're sick and you're coughing, you you can't go to a movie.
0: If I go to a movie theater, I expect a few coughs. Yeah, the odd sneeze, perhaps. Oh yeah, Someone,
1: that's fine.
0: Some of that popcorn seasoning up there schnoz, but you if you're coughing the whole time, don't go. No, or excuse yourself. Or yeah. like, like no, a, no, you sit down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like. <laughs> I feel awful when I crinkle my chips You know what I mean? Or yeah. like anything crinkles at all You're like <gasps> Ooh. Or when you first open your candy I'm like I'm so sorry In my mind I know I'm like,
0: Let alone I, a few hundred coughs Oh my lordy <laughs> be Feature film No No Can I get mm-hmm. you some Dymatap, man? Like, oh God You should not be here
1: yeah, like if you have allergies as well, I mean, put some Claritin in that and go. If go. you're a
0: heavy breather, if you're yeah. an audible breather, if you have a nose whistle, these are the kind of things that should probably keep you home. Yeah, I what think.
1: about the nose whistlers? Yeah, they just can never see a movie <laughs> unless you can plug up that nose whistle temporarily. <laughs> Is that an option? Just stuff just a couple stick of a on in there, and then you're good. Oh, it's movie time. That's I'll why I've got a tampon in my nose. <laughs>
0: Fine. No, you're waiting for that one to come out on streaming oh. services if you're a nose whistler <laughs> or a spread eagle or a
1: am sorry, nose whistlers. Chronic oh. The
0: Beckler and Shawna
1: Podcast. I would now like to officially nominate my cousins and I as Terry's of the month if I could.
0: You had given us a warning before yeah. this boat trip that you went on last week that yeah. it was going to be quite the Terry outing.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I kind of preemptively nominated us. And there might be several nominations that come over the next few days because there was just a lot to this trip that was full Terry. (laughs) Um, We embarked on this boating adventure, for those who don't know. So we went through Georgian Bay on this fishing boat. And uh, Georgian Bay can get very rough. Uh, It's a huge body of water. Which lake is it on? Uh, Lake Huron. It's kind of attached to that. Uh, And then Lake Ontario. It's all kind of intertwined. But anyway, um, normally the only boats that go on those lakes and we'll... dare to cross them would be large yachts because it gets extremely rough and instead we decided to attempt to uh, get across this bay in a small ghetto fishing boat that my cousin bought for I think it was $1400 about 10 years ago (laughs) so here we are crammed into this tiny fishing boat that looks like absolute crap and we are trying to get across this bay and we're passing big yachts and everybody is looking at us like we're completely insane and we'd pull up to different marinas and it was stretches of six or seven hours of traveling in a boat at a time sometimes and we'd pull up and to this marina and we had an open topped boat unlike everywhere else or everyone else that was traveling and we'd look rough as hell from all of the waves that were coming crashing over the boat and everything else and everybody was looking at us like what are you doing? I saw
0: one video you posted and I was like those are some pretty serious waves for both that size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know much about boating, but that looked like a lot.
1: Nope, it was. Uh, in fact, most of the marinas don't even have the appropriate bay for a boat that small. A lot of them have a large kind of wall that you come up to because it's meant for, again, bigger yachts mm-hmm. and boats. So at one point, they didn't even see us when we were trying to come and get some gas. <laughs> hello. They looked down. They're like, oh, like oh some fuel, please?" hello. <laughs> So, everybody was yes, giving us the looks because of that, and then, of course, we are traveling, and there's no bathrooms on our boats unlike the yachts and stuff, so the only way to go to the bathroom is to pee off the side of the boat right, right. so
0: here hmm. oh, my, that's a that's quite an image there, hey,
1: cousins and I are all trying to look the other way as everyone <laughs> else is peeing off the boat because it's the only option, so I had to kind of. Put my hey, bum you're over snap
0: snapdragon the- out over the edge, Absolutely.
1: Hey? The Sin Cave was right over the water there, and I'm trying to hold on to a chair, but the boat's so rough <laughs> that you don't want to get your Sin Cave tickling the water, so you're trying to avoid wow. it. It is just, this is what we were doing. At one point, a large uh, like cruise ship was passing us, and we were hoping they'd get a little bit closer because we're like, what we have to do is, if they get close, is all strip down completely naked and act as if it's completely normal and just really give the cruise ship a show. Sorry, this was your cousin's? Yeah, on the trip? I- things got weird, Our- but. I'm the Sasky on this show. I know. I know. And you're stripping down naked with your cousins? I was going to tell you that the, <laughs> things gotten. Hmm. A, little, a little more sasky out there than I've ever... Wow. Yeah, it was, a, it was a time. But yes, Terry's the month, all of us, okay?
0: And this was all led by your cousin, Ted. Ted. Who's a full-on Terry, right? He
1: is 100%. Wow. He, he hits his boat, and yeah.
0: It sounds like a phenomenal trip. It, it was great. It sounds like so much fun.
1: Yep, yep. I mean, a little less cousin nudity would be <laughs> ideal. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
0: I was out golfing with a big group of guys on the weekend, and uh, one of the guys in our group was talking about how he was thinking about putting a down payment on an RV that day. Mm. He said he rented an RV a bunch, and he was he was going to buy his own motorhome nice. now. Thing is, uh, he's from Australia though, yeah. so with his accent, the word motorhome sounds so funny. So we're like, yeah. hey. Hey Johnny, what are you buying today? Oh, I'm looking Aaron. at a murder home. Aaron. <laughs> we're like a murder home. Say it again. Oh, I'm looking Aaron. at a murder home. Aaron. <laughs> we're
1: all, ah, he said murder home. A murder home. Oh, he's like, looking at a home for doing some murdering, yeah. eh? Like,
0: do you get this house cheaper cuz of all the murders that have happened there? Hey, yeah,
1: that's good. A good discount. <laughs> Buy yeah.
0: myself a murder home. Oh, that's like, amazing. A murder home. All the boys are howling at him.
1: Okay, we're going to be calling it that from this point <laughs> forward. The Beckler and Shana podcast. I was chatting with my cousin and he was telling me about his daughter's dance commitment, and he was saying that she's currently dancing about 22 hours a week. Oh, my God. I was like, I'm sorry. What did you just... T- that is more than a part-time job. Yeah. It's like having a job. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And I was just... I was like, that... How do you... How do you even, as a parent, deal with that? Like, how...
0: How do you how do you get her there and Yeah. <laughs> what is that cost?
1: Oh my that's the other thing I was thinking. I was like, You are draining your savings.
0: <laughs> I think the cost of dances
1: can lot. be yep.
0: outrageous. No,
1: he said it's it's a ton. Yeah. I forget. Actually, I think he gave me a number too, and it was as outrageous. It was just like that is insane.
0: Well, there's the cost of the instruction and everything, and mm-hmm. then if there's any travel and the costumes, the, cost, the yes. costume is unreal and you yep. wear it once and then never again. Yep. I knew a girl who said by the time she was done dancing she had $50,000 in dance costumes in a oh, closet. Oh my god. That would just never be used again for anything because it's a ridiculous outfit, right? <laughs> I
1: danced for one hour a week and I had so many costumes left over oh, in a closet man. that were never used again and it was such a waste of money. Oh Man, I was just Could would that be the most time-consuming hobby that a, a kid could have? Like, is there anything more than 22 hours a week?
0: I don't know. Maybe not.
1: Like, that can't. I mean, maybe
0: if you're going to one of these hockey academies and you're on the ice for, like, multiple hours a day. Maybe. One of these really expensive hockey. Here's my question, though, Shauna. Because, I mean, any sport that you play at a high level like that is going to be a big time and commitment, a big financial commitment. Yep. Especially something like hockey, especially dance. But, like, there is the potential for a payoff in something like hockey. Yeah. Like, I know some guys who dedicated their lives to hockey and made a ton of money in Mm -hmm. the end. Yep. Whereas what, what, where does dance go at the very highest? Like,
1: dance academies.
0: Oh, you and run then, your own dance academy or you instruct or, or
1: you would love well to get to there are some of those dance schools, and I know the dream is for some of the girls to get like in New York, what's the famous dance school, but okay, that and if you do that, then you could go and potentially be a professional dancer on
0: for what kind of dance, any kind of dance, like or? the
1: nutcracker, or that kind mm, of thing, you know. So what you're I talking mean? ballet, yeah. Yeah, Okay. that would be the only thing that I could think of. Because I
0: know that some of the girls I knew who danced growing up, they said like the goal was to eventually dance on cruise ships. Oh, and I was like, that's the pinnacle of, of what you do, hey? Like, I mean, that's I mean a- if you enjoy it, if you're doing it because you love it yep. and because you're active, that's great. But that's but- like,
1: I think the realistic goal. Uh, the other thing is, you know, being a dancer for a backup dancer for a famous okay. Beyonce or something like that. That, be- that
0: doesn't pay real well, though,
1: hey? No, probably doesn't. And it's probably a pretty short career, again, because your body has to be in beak shape.
0: And it's, I mean, it's not, that's not the reason that you should do any of this stuff, right? It's, you should do it because you love it. But, you know, when you're $50,000 in costumes into something in 22 hours a week, I'd be asking, where is this going? You know, like, what... What is the uh, but ultimate again, goal here? Yeah,
1: as a parent, you, you can't squash the dream, can you? I mean, 22 hours, maybe you could cut that I'd down just really. a little bit. The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
0: So, we got a few texts on this topic from dancers, parents of dancers. Mm-hmm. The school you're talking about is Juilliard. Yes. In New York?
1: It was right on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, of course, yes, Juilliard. That's the biggest school to go to for dance, for sure. That's like the pinnacle.
0: And I think for music, too. It's one of the biggest music schools as well. It is. Um, And this person said, the goal of people that dance that much as a career is to end up landing in a big production or being a dancer for a celebrity on tour, things like that. So just like you said. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this person said their daughter just happens to be one of those bank-breaking 22-hours-a-week dancers.
1: And I wow. asked, I, I was like, "How much approximately does it cost?" And she said, "Between nineteen and twenty-two thousand dollars a year."
0: Between travel and classes and costumes, which and which is a lot. Holy crap, that's expensive.
1: And I was like, "What if, what if you have two kids that both are interested <laughs> in dance?" It's
0: like having two kids that both want to be goalies and yeah. play at a high level in hockey, right?
1: Yeah, that's a lot of money.
0: Here's a question for you: Can you get? I mean, outside of these like the few performing arts schools like Juilliard, can you get? A scholarship for dance to like it a, a regular university is that something that they offer
1: I like because not all universities have offered dance classes and stuff, I didn't think right? so so yeah it would have to be an art school right whereas and, like with sports like you can get scholarships all over the United
0: States right there's how many universities in that country that will give you you know full scholarships if you're good enough in yeah. sports so even if you don't make it professionally if you get your education paid for at a big American school that would be a return on your investment, wouldn't it?
1: Sure, it would be. Yeah,
0: I know. Like even when I, when me and my brothers were playing hockey, my dad always said, like, if you're good enough, consider going like the NCAA route, and especially if you're good enough to play at an Ivy League school. Oh yeah. Because an Ivy League education, I think back then, I don't know what it is now, but it was like five hundred thousand dollars to get your degree yeah, at an insane. Ivy League. So if you, if you know, if that was all you ever got out of your sports career. That would be pretty good, wouldn't it?
1: Well it's funny because I know I don't know, probably seven or eight people who got scholarships to US colleges mm-hmm. uh through sport. And yeah, it was just like your education was paid for. So they yeah. went and you get to experience a US school as well and live in a different place in the States and it sounded awesome. I was like that that would be great, yeah.
0: It would be the way to do it, even if I mean if you're not gonna go professional. Yep. There was a kid at my school who, uh, I think, went to Harvard for rowing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which is kind of an odd one, you know? Yeah. Kid from Saskatchewan, a rower.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. It's like Mark McMorris being a world-class snowboarder from Saskatchewan, one of the flattest places ever. Also odd. Yeah. Also odd. Mm -hmm.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. I don't have anything specific to say about Shane Holmes because the next segment that you're going to hear was actually inspired by a Shane Holmes conversation on the podcast last week. Uh, Shane Holmes offers paired homes, 1,624 square foot duplexes, or paired homes as they call them, uh, large bedrooms, next level soundproofing. If you're interested in any of Shane Holmes' products, shanehomes.com, Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. When you were away last week, Shauna, I was talking about how the cost of housing and the cost of living has gotten so expensive that I know multiple couples who are divorced or separated but are still living together just because that is the financial reality. I do too. Yeah, yeah, which is wild. Mm -hmm. And then on the podcast, off the air, I was wondering aloud if there has ever been a couple who's like bought a duplex after they split up so that they could keep the kids close together.
1: That's really funny.
0: Which I thought was...
1: Um, I have a friend who her dad is dating someone and they have two sides of the same duplex. Oh, really? Yeah, so they didn't want to move in together necessarily. They still <laughs> wanted their own space, so they both bought a part of the duplex. So, yeah.
0: That's really funny. Yeah. That- it's like, we're as close as we can be without actually That's living just together, it. right?
1: Yeah. No, I don't want to live with you, but I'll live close-ish <laughs> enough to make it almost like I'm living with you. Is that cool? Good or- compromise. Yeah, for I sure. I like
0: that. Mm-hmm. Then I got a message in front of the show, Dawn. And Dawn knows this guy who lives up in Edmonton, and he and his ex-wife split up. But they weren't liking that they had to like move the kids back and forth each week. And they found they said they were missing important dates and they were always disorganized and stuff. So, what they did is they designed a house that shared a hallway and they could lock their side. Of the house. Oh my God. And just share the hallway.
1: So it's basically like having a duplex.
0: It is, but then you have one... That the is... only part of the house that was shared was this hallway that allowed them to access the kids' rooms. So funny. So they could when it wasn't their week, they would lock the door and they would live like a single person. And then when it was their week...
1: Unlock, unlock, the unlock the door, door. the kids in.
0: X would lock the other door. Wow. And the kids never had to move. They could stay in their own rooms.
1: That is and hilarious.
0: They called the hallway the transporter, which is just brilliant
1: this is hilarious because yeah.
0: it, it really sucks for the kids right mm-hmm. like your relationship doesn't work out so now the kids are the ones that have to move every week and i
1: mean that would be awkward though like when you do start dating other people you're really close to each other and you're knowing what's going on well
0: they said that they could go like almost a week without seeing each other okay because they just had their own space that like they, there was funny. no shared part of the property until it was time to To hand over custody of the kids.
1: Well, good for them. Yeah. If it works for them, that's phenomenal. So
0: that's a brilliant solution. Totally. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know, maybe not every divorced couple would be on good enough terms to make that work. Yeah. But if you were. Yeah. And if your ultimate goal, which I think is the case for most couples who have split up, is to make it as easy for the kids as possible...
1: That's the transporter a, is the way to do it. The transporter. The transporter. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Could I please say a little prayer for the gas station washrooms? So, this past weekend is known as one of the busiest travel weekends of the year in Canada, as everybody, of course, is trying to soak up that one last long weekend in the nice weather, mm-hmm. and uh, tons of people were on the roads, road tripping to wherever, and a lot of those people also probably had a wee too much to drink, were deathly hungover, probably ate a lot of junk on the weekend, all had bad guts, and all of them were... Traveling down these same highways and hitting those same gas stations on the way.
0: So you're saying gas station toilets along the highways. They took took a a beating this weekend. Holy did
1: they ever. Like, if you ever needed to test the plumbing of your service station, this is the weekend to do it. Okay? If it survives this weekend, you know the plumbing's in good working order. Like, oh my God. We had uh, quite a few people traveling back from Calgary. Uh, from Kelowna and it was it was rough for all of them they were all waking up and they weren't feeling so hot and they had to all get in these cars and somewhere
0: along the way (sighs) some some
1: gas station got an experience
0: (laughs) some petro can off the highway some Some, got punched by someone's bum really
1: got Got wow. pummeled by it, so I just I was I would love to say a prayer. I hope they're all okay.
0: you are like coast to coast, basically. Yes. Eh? Just angry bums, coast to coast.
1: Absolutely. Bah. Every ceramic toilet just has a thousand yard stare today from everything they saw yesterday.
0: <laughs> Smoking a dart, just, just trying to recover. No. <laughs> the dart is tucked it's, in between the lid yes. and the bowl. Yes. Seen some things this weekend. His,
1: his eyes are only half <laughs> open, bloodshot. Just, I don't want to talk about I don't. it. <laughs> We <laughs> we leave it all behind, <laughs> just like you all did. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A
0: friend of the show, Matt sent us this video, uh, and it is a
1: oh my god Instagram
0: video showcasing this tattoo studio in Vancouver.
1: It doesn't even it, I I can't <laughs> even believe this is real. He said, "Is this the softest tattoo
0: shop in the whole yes. world?" Yes. Uh, we'll just play parts uh-huh. of it for you here. Let's go. We
1: purposely filled our space with vibes of love and intention
0: good start hey yep. did you hear that we
1: purposely filled our space with vibes of love and intention Wait, vibes of love and intention
0: I know that I would never consider getting a tattoo in a place that wasn't purposely filled with vibes of love and intention Sean I don't no, know about me, you me but neither no. I need that you that's need like the number vibes one on of my list the vibes
1: part, we make yeah. sure we have space for you and a friend
0: all of the merch is created by all of our love and of course, after your appointment, you can purchase a friend to take home with you. And by friend, they mean a plant. So oh, they have a stand full of plants that you can purchase to take
1: home. Dear God. All of our artists handle all of our appointments with love and care. We have privacy
0: dividers available for your personal space. We have new talented guest artists coming every month from all around the world. We have a little cart for you that specializes in all of the needs that you might have, such as hair ties
1: and bobby pins, so we don't have to tape up your hair, sunglasses if lights so are too bright, pasties in case you forgot. Sunglasses if lights are too bright.
0: If the bright. lights are too bright... <laughs>
1: <laughs> for your soft eyes, awesome. and of course the cute little stress balls. If your friend couldn't make it to let you squeeze her hand, for God's sake. All of the artists here spent hours of time
0: creating and designing every single thing in the studio, perfect for you. We have a large kitchen space for you to take a break and eat. And every artist here is the most loving, patient, caring person you'll ever meet. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that one, but every artist here is the most loving, patient, and caring person you'll ever meet. Oh. Is what they
1: said. How do you how do you test for that?
0: <laughs> how does that come up do in we the interview know? process?
1: Yeah, and Are- they can't all be
0: the most. No. Right?
1: What's your vibes of love and intention? How caring are you? Lots of different styles that our guest artists may bring. And a beautiful private courtyard for you to take a smoke break or walk around.
0: Lastly, we're located in beautiful Gastown. So you can always take a walk to a beautiful
1: restaurant after your appointment. How many there times you do we have it. to say beautiful, beautiful. in one That's sentence? Beautiful Vibes Holy of love crap.
0: and intention. and uh, No, caring artists that is... In the
1: whole, I, is this real? <laughs> Holy... Uh, that's <laughs> and you can get the stress balls just in case you can't hold your friend's hand when you get your tattoo. Or you
0: can squeeze a plant if you that grounds you and makes you too. feel more connected to the earth with vibes of just love and intent make
1: sure you take off your shoes before you come. <laughs> okay.
0: Soft. Wow. Softest tattoo shop in the whole world. Mm.
1: <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend was telling me about how she's trying to be a firefighter right now, so she's going through the process of the training and everything, and uh, she said one question that they ask in the interview process is... Have you ever committed a crime of any sort, no matter how small? I've heard that. And I guess I mean, police and police. yeah, it's yeah. a standard question for fire and police and stuff. And I got thinking about that and I'm like, how would I answer that question? How would you answer that question?
0: Well, from, from the people I've talked to who have gone through that process, my understanding is that it's not necessarily what you did, unless it's like really bad, obviously. Yeah. It's if you're truthful or not.
1: And that's okay. What I was hoping for.
0: Yeah. So I think you have to tell them basically everything.
1: But like, how how petty are we talking? Like, I would have would I admit? I mean, lo- this past weekend, I may or may not have stolen a glass from a brewery that I really liked. Like, yeah. do you, do you, is that the kind of stuff that they're looking for? Or?
0: Well, a friend of mine, when he applied, he he had to tell them about a time that he bought some sunglasses from a, that he thought may have been stolen. Okay. So like something that small, even. Like, but I, I wonder, like you know, I. I jaywalk most mornings, yes. you know, would it be, would it be something this like that? This is what I'm saying.
1: Like, do you get down to the nitty gritty? Like, like I, okay. If I go to a Tim Hortons or something and I have a uh, coffee, I will steal some ketchup packets. <laughs> even if I don't have an item with me that needs ketchup because to I want have some, home. I just want some ketchup packets. It's always handy to have a couple extra packs and I'll go and right. I'll steal some Splenda. That stuff's expensive. And if I see some Splenda out and I'm like, well, I'll just take some of that. I did that this past weekend too. Do I disclose that? I mean, I stole a lot of ketchup packets actually this weekend. But, like, is that how petty we're getting?
0: You're criminal mastermind over there. I
1: know. Like, and oh, yeah, if you forgot
0: they- to pay for something at a grocery store and you realize when you get to your cart, like, you just didn't go back. But, like, is how that- many
1: things are we unleashing here? Because right. eventually, if the list is really long, you think maybe they'd be like, that's enough, ma'am.
0: Like, <laughs> well, no, there was just one time. But when-
1: wait, a- there was a time that I was we, five we can, and I stole a zipper.
0: We can move on. From Fabricland. Are you sure? Did you actually steal a zipper from Fabricland? I Land? stole
1: five zippers from...
0: I was going to say, that's an oddly specific it was, instance, so it must were, be real.
1: They were all colorful zippers and it was all my favorite colors, like rainbow colors. And as a kid, I stole one of each because I liked the look of them all together.
0: Yeah. How deep do you have to go?
1: Yeah. That one I my mom was really mad about because I didn't know what to do with them. And then they wound up in her sewing kit magically. And she was like, I didn't put these here. Shana?
0: But I think they ask you about every, like, obviously any drug you've ever done, or like, even if you've done anything in like a public place, you know, they ask about that. And
1: they'd ask the question, I'd be like, all right, how much time do we have? The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
0: When you were away, I was talking about how it chaps my ass how some places have different local pronunciations than how the word is written.
1: I mean, I feel like most places do. It which feels is, that way. Yeah,
0: This was inspired by Abiza, which is actually Ibiza. Yes. Um, but I mean, <laughs> Calgary is guilty of it. Most mm-hmm. people would read it as Calgary. as is my home province of Saskatchewan. Yep. It looks like Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Your hometown of Toronto.
1: Yep. Which
0: is actually Toronto.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, it's I,
0: it's I, true. I, I think people do this just to separate outsiders from the true locals, you know, to make... Outsiders feel bad about themselves. Probably, I got a message from a friend of the show Tristan though, who was saying that for them it has to do with like non non locals trying to use like the the native pronunciation. You know, it's, it's different if it's right. like a language thing, right? Yes, where because the the Ibiza example is cat. It's, it's Catalan, I think, is the. Right. The, the region of Spain, that's how they say it there, so...
1: Yeah, it is a bit different if there's... In a lot of places, yeah, there is two correct pronunciations. Yeah. There's one in the native language and one out... More in.
0: anglicized. Yeah. More- But if it's like, if it's someone who just went there and is now trying to be all uppity about it, it's like, oh no, it's actually said, this is how they say it there, so I will too.
1: Yeah. Free right
0: off. You're a a local pronunciation snob at that point, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Mm, Well, I just got back from Theragotha in Spain. That's how it's actually pronounced.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was in Beijing last year. All of the ignorant North Americans mispronounced it until the Olympics. Mm. Well, I can tell
0: you've never been anywhere because Prague isn't the capital of the Czech Republic. The capital of Czechia is Praha.
1: (laughs) It's not Qatar, it's Qatar. Do you even go outside? I find it so
0: cute how you say Munich, but it's Munchen in the Bavarian dialect or Minya, and I know that because I'm better than you.
1: (laughs) I don't think you can call yourself any sort of traveler if you say Budapest. It's Budapest. Yes. <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast.
0: Brought to you by Shane Homes, offering affordable customization on your new home.
1: You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative, X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later yeah. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty Yeah, oh, yeah he's allergic to, yeah.
0: allergic
1: to the yeah. sun He's allergic to the sun No, he is, don't laugh, it's a condition he actually? Yes, yeah. you
0: f- Have we not dived into that?
1: No He's allergic, he's a condition Why do you think he's milky white? Look at those yams I've never seen daylight before X After Hours Watch the video on YouTube Stream it wherever you get your podcasts Or find it at x929.ca